Have you been intrigued by the vintage decor trend? Have you wondered how to use it for every day on your table or need some great ideas for decorating year-round? Well, my guest, Laura Brock of the House of Hanberry is here to give us all the tips. So stay tuned for the details. Hello, and welcome to the 63rd episode of the Happy Hostess podcast, where I give you the tools to become a confident and happy hostess. My guest has so much to share with us today, but before we jump into our that conversation, I want to send a big, huge thank you to Kate Lee for the five-star review on Apple Podcast. She said, entertaining must. If you love to entertain, you don't want to miss out on this podcast. She has amazing tips and ideas to create the perfect gathering for your friends and family. Oh, thank you so much for your kind words, and I can't tell you how much reviews mean to me and the show. Now, when I saw this review come through, I recognized the name as the owner of Co. You may have seen me wearing her dresses on Instagram. It's a fabulous resort wear company. So please check out her website. You will love her things. They're just so lightweight and flattering. Again, it's Co. You'll love it. Well, I first became acquainted with Laura as a customer from her business, House of Hanbury, where she sells her amazing vintage finds. I love watching her lives when she sells everything that she finds. And I've had the pleasure now of getting to know her better since she joined the Supper Club last year. I am just so glad you're here, Laura. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay. I grew up in Northern Virginia and my parents got divorced when I was little. So I was raised by a single mom with my sister and I, and my mom loved to entertain. She loved to shop for vintage and antique. So I became very interested at an early age. My dad was also an avid collector. So it was in the family. I went to UVA University of Virginia and then graduated and became a teacher and taught for 15 years. I have two boys and they're now old, 21 and 24. And I stayed home with them after teaching and worked part-time at Talbot's. And then during COVID, I wasn't sure what move I was going to make because everybody was furloughed and no stores were open and my kids were grown and out of the house. So my husband and I both were in kind of limbo and he opened a barbecue restaurant during COVID and I started the house of Hanbury selling vintage. And I started because I saw these flash sales on Instagram and I had no idea that what it was all about and that people were selling these items uh, with flash sales. And I thought, wow, that's such a cool idea. I hopped on flash sales and bought some things and just thought, I can do this. This would be so much fun. And I found, you know, a passion that I really love. It looks like you're having so much fun when I watch you. Thanks. I, I am. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, that's why I do it. And I love finding things that people are looking for that they have a memory of from their past or that their grandma had or something that sat on, you know, on a table in their home and they've lost it or somebody, somebody else has gotten it or it's broken. And I love it when people reach out and say, 
hey, my grandma had this piece and I'm really looking for it. And I love finding them and getting those messages where people say, oh my gosh, I, I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for finding it. I love it. It reminds me so much you know, of my, my childhood. Oh, I bet that is fun. I didn't really think about you finding things for people. I just always think of you, but I guess that's cool that people can contact you and tell you to look for something as well. Yeah. I just had a customer ask for a silver jigger, which was a very unique piece. And I actually found one. So she was Oh, oh fun. Yeah. That is. Yep. Now, you know what? Why don't you do me a favor? Because I've heard so many different opinions about this. Will you define vintage for us and compare it to the term antique? Yes, I certainly will. So vintage is something, are, are newer, pieces of vintage are newer than antiques. Antiques are items that are 100 plus years old. Vintage items are usually 20 years old or older. And basically anything vintage is something that represents a previous era or period of time and have a real collector's appeal. And vintage can be dresses and purses and furniture and you know home decor. It can apply to almost any anything. So that's how I define it. And that's how collectors define it too. Antiques are over 100 years old. Okay, now the antique, that, that seems to be consistent. Like what I hear is 100, but the it's the vintage that I hear so many differing opinions. Like I heard 50 and and it's interesting to think about it being 20 because I mean, yes. almost everything in my house is probably right. vintage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but there's a great, you know, there's a really great appeal from 90s era, from 80s era. You know, you think about and mid-century modern is very, very popular. So you think yes. we growing up in that, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s think, oh, you know, that's that's my era. That's that's kind of what I know. But to people that are younger, those things are have a real appeal and seem older. So I, I've heard 10, I've he heard 50, but really collectors kind of go with the 20-year mark for vintage items. Okay, that settles it then. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Tell me, why do you think vintage decor items have become so popular? Well, I think that a lot of things are mass produced these days and they don't have the quality that items from the past have. The furniture is so well made, vintage furniture is so well made and heavy and lasts a long time. So I think younger people are looking to find quality versus mass production. I also think that money is sometimes an issue too. You don't want to pay those big box store prices like Pottery Barn. You might want to find things at vintage stores or thrift shops. And there's, you know, there's a plethora of things out there if you hunt for it. So I think that that has an appeal. And then I also think that people really like a certain type of look from the past. And like I said, mid-century modern is a really, really popular style right now, especially with younger people. I think it's the clean lines and the colors. So it, it's got that, that semi-modern vibe with, with, of course, the look of the past, but like a very 
hip modern vibe for younger people. So I think those are pretty much the reasons that they are searching for more vintage items than for newer big box items. Now, you mentioned that the mid-century is really popular. What other things have you found are popular that people are asking for or you seem to be selling a lot of lately? So I do not sell mid-century modern, but I see it out there and people are loving it. Mm -hmm. I really love that more classic grand millennial look. And that's kind of granny chic where it's it's silver and china and milk glass and colored glass, depression glass, brass is very popular. I would say right now, the most popular that I am seeing with my customers is blue and white and chinoiserie. And I know that's a weird word, but chinoiserie basically <laughs> means that it is Asian inspired. It's when people in Europe were seeing these items come from Asia, furniture and art and home decor. And they were falling in love with the items that were being imported. And then they started also making items that had that Asian flair. So that is is really, really popular right now. Blue and white, China, blue and white pieces like vases. People are really, they love food dogs and dragons and Staffordshire. That's got the English flair. And then China tea sets and teacups. They love place settings with different china mixed and match, different glassware mixed and match. So there is a growing interest in all that, even though young people are not wanting their parents china or silver. But there are I want it. it. I know, I know. A lot of I get clients that say, Are you buying things? Because none of my children want all these beautiful things that I've had and that I've collected and um, oh my gosh, it makes me so sad. So, uh, but there is that a, a shift where younger people are looking for that that look again, which I'm so happy. I am too. I, I've I'm a weirdo. I've like loved China and silver since I was probably 18 years old. Yeah. I've, I've never lost the love for it. So I've seen it be in style, out of style. I'm sure I'll see it. Come back in style, probably. I hope. At some yes, point. I. I mean, well. even polishing silver, like you get the sense of satisfaction when it's all sparkling. And my mom just loved to set a beautiful table with linens and silver and china, and have people over. So I, I definitely grew up with that look, and remember fondly the events that we had, and her taking the time to just really make the table special. So that's that's probably why I love it so much. Now, you said that she entertained a lot. Did she do the it sounds like did she do a lot of formal entertaining or did she do different types? She loved to set a formal table and we would at the holidays we would have friends and family and but there was always kind of a casual casual vibe, casual feel. She also like I remember my birthday parties. She put so much effort and time into just the birthday party, which was a lot of fun. But so she did a little of, of everything, but they weren't they weren't huge parties ever. It was more smaller gatherings. That sounds um, like some fun memories you have. Yeah, it, it is. And so how does that compare? Like how do you entertain today? 
So I enjoy smaller gatherings as well because I think people can really get to know one another and chat and it's not too overwhelming. I I love having parties for any event, all different ages. During COVID, one of my son's best friends turned 21 and we hosted a party at my house. And instead of him being able to go out to the bars and have fun with his friends, we did each uh, room in the house was a different bar theme. So we oh, had fun. It was so fun. They loved it. He loved it so much. And, you know, the, the kids spent the night and we had a room with a craft beer and we had vintage beer steins and we had a room with margaritas and like a, a beach tropical theme. And it, we had wine and we had champagne served in vintage coupes and it was just a blast. We had music playing and it it was a nice alternative to not being able to go out like your traditional 21-year-old birthday party. So he, he enjoyed it. Well, that was so thoughtful. He will definitely never forget that. That is yeah. a really fun way to celebrate. Yeah, it was fun. Now, do you incorporate vintage into your entertaining style? Yes. I have vintage finds all over my home, uh, from lamps to glassware, china, you name it. I've got vintage finds everywhere, artwork. I love to use my vintage glassware. It's one of my favorite things. I loved colored glassware. So if I'm having a party, I will, you know, there'll, there'll be a theme and then there'll be a color theme that goes along with it. And so I will set a table or even a buffet with, colored glass and china that and and I mix and match them so that it looks you know nice aesthetic with that color pattern that I've chosen and I I use my vintage items every day every day they're not sitting in boxes or in drawers not being used and that's I really recommend that you do use them because they're meant to be enjoyed and loved you know and they and have those memories with you all the time and that brings up a question I have when you're serving food and vintage items, is there anything we need to be aware of as far as food safety with older items? Yes. So some items, some glassware has uranium in it. Some glassware has lead in it. So you would not want to serve food in those items. And I would definitely do a Google search and see. Uh, vintage Pyrex is always a go-to uh, vintage um, silver serving sets, uh, chafing dishes, that kind of thing. The glass is totally safe to serve food from. The other thing I recommend is hand washing your china and your glassware and your silver. It just dishwashers, especially if there's a pattern on your glassware or it, you know, it has hand painted. A lot of china has been hand painted. So you don't want to lose that that look and dishwasher a dishwasher will take off that that hand painting or that pattern or design on your glassware. So hand washing everybody. I know it's not as easy, <laughs> but I do recommend it. So it's worth it to protect something older for sure. Yeah. Yes. And do you suggest just your typical dishwashing soap? Yep. Soap and water, warm water, and yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. And you mentioned some of them have uranium. Is that the stuff that glows in the dark? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that, you can take a black light and see if it has it. 
any any uranium in it. That those uh, those are highly collectible. People love to find uranium glass, and it also you think of it typically as green, but mm-hmm. it also does come in different colors. Believe it or not, yellow, pink. Those are a little more rare. Yeah, those are very interesting and definitely not something I would think. Oh, let's eat out of that. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It's fun to play around with your kids and and shine that black light and show that it it shines. It glows. Yes. Now, you mentioned that that was highly collectible. Do you find that people tend to stick with certain things and collect certain vintage items or do they just kind of like pick and choose a hodgepodge of different things? I feel like people definitely have collections that they're looking to add to. Uh, milk glass has been a popular collection. Um, there's colored milk glass. There's uh, blue opaline. There's green. There's pink. And they're mainly like 1940s Jeanette glassware is very popular. And that's a very light pink kind of shell color. People also liked to collect the blue and white china, blue willow, canton, I feel like there are definitely collections that they're looking for and wanting to add to. And a lot of times it's because their parent or grandparent collected that and handed it down and they want to add to it. Or maybe they've lost some pieces and um, want to replace them. I personally, I lo- I have so many collections from this starting this business. It's, it's ridiculous. But I two of my collections that are really fun are shard boxes and they are made out of old pieces of china and then turned into a little kind of trinket box with silver and then i love also collecting vintage and antique snuff bottles and they were used for drug use (laughs) 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 back in the day when people didn't realize that opium and heroin and those kinds of things were not good for your body they would have these little bottles and they have a little spoon attached to the top and they were very very decorative and pretty um so they they're fun to collect and find oh that is so interesting i think i've seen maybe that in bridgerton or (laughs) Yes, right. Yes, exactly. Victorian age for sure. Yes, yes. So there are also opium pillows and they are not actual pillows. They're made of porcelain or ceramic and they sometimes are in a shape of an animal or a child or and it was the Asians would smoke opium and then lay down with their head on these opium pillows. So they are also sought after as well and they're very cool they come in all different shapes and sizes and colors so they're fun to look for as well if you're looking for something different and weird to collect (laughs) that is different i have never heard of that and i don't think that sounds all that comfortable really no it really is i don't know how how they enjoyed that i guess opium helped (laughs) right that's what i was thinking and now Tell me about how have you incorporated these sort of items like throughout the holidays and that sort of thing? Yes. Vintage holiday is really big too, from ornaments like shiny bright ornaments that were made during the World War and vintage China patterns that are holiday. A lot of people think of Spode as, as a pattern that's really popular and classic. But people love to collect 
vintage finds for the holidays. And it's great. Like if you take milk glass, which is kind of a neutral color, often white, and put your ornaments in it as a filler, it just really makes makes your ornaments pop. And you can have a collection of all white milk glass and put your ornaments in it. And it's really fun to decorate on your mantle, on a table, as a centerpiece. So yeah, people are really looking for vintage finds during the holidays. Yes, I collect milk glass and that's exactly my entire house was filled with milk glass containers filled with ornaments for Christmas. Yeah, they're perfect. Milk glass is such a perfect way to show off anything throughout the seasons. You know, Easter eggs in in the spring or filling it with moss and flowers. There's so many ways to use milk glass. I love using milk glass bases for my uh, makeup brushes or paint brushes. They're great just as on a desk for your pencils and pens or your uh, little office supplies there. It's just such a versatile thing to collect and very easy uh, to make them function in your home. And that's that's pretty much what I, I really, really want to impress upon people is that vintage finds can function in your home and they should function in your homes. So that's that's I try to help people by showing them on my Instagram, you know, different ways to use vintage finds, like taking a beautiful vintage box, like a brass box and putting your remote controls in and by the TV. So you're not looking at remote controls on your table all day. You've got a pretty box to hide them. Or even if you're, you sit and do your nails at night, you can take a pretty box and put all your little nail supplies in there and just pull it out and do your nails while you're watching TV. There's so many ways to make vintage function in your home. And that's what I hope people are doing with their, their items. Well, if someone wants to start buying vintage decor, what would you do they suggest to start? Well, I would think about how it would function first and what you're looking for. If you need things to store office supplies or makeup or jewelry, I would think about that and then think about how, what type of pieces would work for that. And, or if, if there's something that sparks a memory from your past, maybe of a place you visited or a special person in your life that collected something, that's a great way to start adding vintage as well. Just to, to say, Oh, I love that. My mom collected that and I want to start collecting it too. I love that because it definitely will give you warm, fuzzy feelings yeah, as you look exactly. for them and find them. Yes. My mom collected sterling silver monogrammed napkin rings. And I know that's kind of, you know, kind of an odd thing to collect, but I love pulling them out and using them throughout the year because it just, it just reminds me of my mom. So that's always a good feeling. Oh, that is sweet. I, I have always wanted to collect the silver napkin rings that are like shaped like something like one might be a wheelbarrow stuff. Now I wanted to have one for everyone in the family, but they are pricey. They (laughs) are pricey. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of held me back a little bit because I was thinking, Oh, 300 times eight of us. Well, that's going to add up quickly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. When my mom started collecting a long time ago and she would basically, it was fun when she found something monogrammed with our initials, you know, because that Mm -hmm. was, oh, she found an L for me, but then there was just random initials or groups of three initials. And it's just fun to think of 
what the, what could this person's name have been or and just comparing how they look. Right. That is fun. And what are the biggest mistakes you see when people are buying or using vintage? I would say just not caring for it properly it would be, you know, if they have it, like like I said, not putting it in the dishwasher, storing it well. If you're stacking plates and you already have collections of china, making sure you store them in like, a, you know, a, a padded zip uh, pouch and making sure you put some, a layer of foam or tissue in between each one. And then when they're looking for vintage, I think that really going to places like thrift stores or antique malls, consignment shops is a great way to find things. You know, it's kind of like a treasure hunt. And I always tell my clients and everyone I know, if they're looking for something or they want to buy something, always ask for a discount. Because for example, I I have booths in three different locations and if they ask at the counter, you know, is there any discount on this? I automatically discount 10% on everything if if they ask. So yeah, and that's pretty much the policy of people that like in an antique mall where there are booths that you can get, you know, a discount on things. You just have to ask. Well, that's good to know. I never would have thought of that at all unless it was a really large item you know a very expensive item and right sometimes it's you know the item has to be over a certain amount like you know twenty dollars or more but they or and also if it's a bigger item they will most of the time they'll call the the vendor and ask and say you know this person is offering you this much will you take it and you can kind of do a little negotiation over the phone and that's kind of nice too So always ask to see. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Exactly. doesn't hurt to ask. All they can do is say no. And most likely they're going to say yes. So Now, I like to ask all of my guests, what does hospitality really mean to you? Hospitality, basically, it's showing love and kindness to other people, inviting them into your home, making them feel special. My mother always said love is in the details. And so when I want to entertain, I definitely want them to have a really feel very special and welcomed and loved when they come to my home, whether it's setting that beautiful table or having a little favor at their, you know, on their dinner plate for them to take home or cooking that extra special dinner that's just so delightful, or maybe even cooking their favorite meal. I just, when they walk in, lighting a candle so your house smells good, having flowers, just that love is in the details and making them feel warm and special and and loved. That's basically what hospitality means to me. That is a wonderful quote. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It's work, you know, entertaining is work. It's hard and you need to prepare and plan. But, you know, when you think about why you're doing it and love is in those details and you want to show that love to the people that, you know, are special to you, I I think it makes it all worthwhile. Well, do you have any tips for keeping that work or that stress down to a minimum when you're entertaining? 
planning ahead is just so important. I I definitely plan a menu. I am not a cook, but my husband is. So Ooh. he, which is great because I, you know, my love is not in food. My love is in presentation. <laughs> So I can make it pretty and he can make it taste delicious. So, but, but we always have a plan ahead of time. Anything that you can do ahead of time is, is great. If you, if you can make a dish and, you know, pull it out and heat it up. If you can do your flower arrangements the day before and put them in the fridge, having your table set ahead of time, all of those things make it much easier. You're not running around at the last minute and trying to pull out serving dishes and, you know, Having your bar set up, having glasses ready to go, your ice bucket filled, all of those things I think that you can have done is will take the pressure off of you and make it make it easier. That is such good advice. And I know that even when with our best intentions and the best preparation, things don't always go just like we wanted or how we planned. Do you have any stories you want to share with us? About a time that things didn't go perfectly? Oh, yes. I So one Thanksgiving, like I said, my husband cooks most of the food. I have three or four dishes that I do um, every year for the holidays that my kids love. But he is in charge of all the big stuff and, is, and the turkey. So one year we decide that we're going to fry a turkey instead of baking it in the oven. And... Uh, it it never got hot enough. The oil never got hot enough. So we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And my husband's saying, oh, it'll be ready in just, you know, a few more minutes, a few more minutes. And finally, finally, he came in and he said, we're not having turkey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, what? It's Thanksgiving. We're not having turkey. And he's like, I'm sorry. But yeah. It, yep. So we had Thanksgiving with all sides and no turkey, and it was just fine. But we laughed. Yeah. Yes. It, you wouldn't believe the amount of stories when I ask people this that involve the turkey at Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> they even have a turkey hotline that you can call to get help. But I guess we were too late on that. <laughs> that's true. There is what I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's funny that everybody has turkey stories. Yes. Well, that leads us to our speed round. Oh, excellent. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world for vacation, where would you go? Fiji. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. Right. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Do you or your husband have a go-to appetizer when you entertain? Ooh, chips and dip, guacamole. Yeah. Yes. yes, that's my favorite. Do you have a pet peeve? People smacking their lips when they eat. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> what do you actually want for Valentine's Day? Ooh, I I love jewelry. I my mother loved jewelry. She bought herself antique jewels, and I I can ne you never go wrong with a beautiful piece of jewelry. That is true. Yeah. And do you have a favorite cookbook? Oh, gosh. I, like I said, I am not the cook. I, I used to do a lot of the skinny girl recipes when I was younger and thinner mm -hmm. and single. And I really <laughs> like hers because they're easy. So, 
Oh, I have to look at those. I've never, of course, I've heard of heard of her, yeah. but I haven't looked at them. Skinny girl didn't sound very appetizing. <laughs> no, I know, but she. Yeah, but they she probably are. Them. Yeah, they are. They they were easy and quick, and that's I need that, and they were tasty and weren't too oh, many calories. So. Great, I need to look into that. Well. It's been wonderful having you here and I've learned so much and I know that our listeners have definitely learned as well. So they're probably going to want to find you on social media and your website. So tell them all the places they can find you. Great. So I am on Instagram at the house of Hanbury. Hanbury is spelled H-A-N-B-U-R-Y. And people ask where does Hanbury come from? Where does the name? And it is my mother's maiden name. And it, I've started this business in honor of her. Aww. So Instagram, I'm on Instagram all the time. I love making reels and you know showing all my things for sale. You can also find my website at www.thehouseofhanbury.com. I am there. And occasionally I'm on Facebook. If you are in Virginia Beach, you can find my booth at the Virginia Beach Antique Mall. You can find another booth in Norfolk, Virginia at Mrs. Pinkadot. And I'm also in a bookstore called Read Books BB that's in Virginia Beach. So I've got, I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. <laughs> you are everywhere. That's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> it is. You are right. It is. But it's it's worth it. I love it. Oh, well, this has been wonderful. Thank you again, Laura. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Christy, for having me. And I really appreciate you taking the time and share my love and passion for vintage and my special business. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.